people of the world. This is the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Tune in each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, as we give voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. You can also get more of us by watching The Brothers Talk Show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Welcome and once again into the den that is the home of the Brothers Talk family. If this is your first time, we're glad you're here and we look forward to your participation as we continue on this journey to promote critical thinking, positive self-image, and a self-sufficient community. People, here we are nearly two years into the COVID-19 pandemic and we still have to campaign for people to do the right thing and get vaccinated. But today we also have to lay some blame at the feet of the government for sending too many mixed messages that the public has to decipher about the vaccines and boosters that are causing more confusion when we need more clarity. So come on, Biden administration, get it together. Now to Scott, one of my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking as Norm is off this week. Hey, family, we appreciate your continued support. Like Rod said, we got to be safe. We got to be smart. What's going on with this pandemic is absolutely mind-boggling the way that our people are, re- are responding to it. You know, I saw an article this doctor was talking about. He has been in the presence of over 100 people who passed away with COVID, and they're, they were all in denial. As they're dying, they're saying they don't want the vaccine, but they want this other medication does something for they They give it for horses. And this alternative medication... They want that, but they won't take the vaccine that's killing a lot of damage to our communities. And so we're launching a special series this week on Black relationships, and we couldn't think of a better person to get the conversation started than the originator and admin of the Facebook group, I Rise, where she regularly posts and engages in topics on this very subject with a group of over 6,300 members. She also has three pages, I Rise Up for Mental Health Peer Recovery, small business programs page that teaches government contracting and small business programming, and iRise by Jet, a site for online notary, affidavits, fingerprinting, I-9 verifications. So she's an entrepreneur and a renaissance woman. She also has groups such as iRise and Women on the Frontline, which is a women's support group. So let me introduce our very special guest, Ms. Georgette Dilworth. In her career, Jet has been an engaging instructor with over 30 years of experience as a government contract specialist and contracting officer at many different locations. She's well-versed in all aspects of the Federal Acquisition Regulations Program known as FAR and Defense Federal Acquisition Regulation Supplement known as DFARS, which is administered by the Department of Defense. Last 10 years, she's been the Assistant Director for Small Business Programs and the Associate Director for Defense Contract Management Agency, or DCMA, as well as business development for the SBA Small Business Administration. She's also been program manager for HubZone program and conducted reviews for a small business development center in Virginia. 
Currently, she teaches notaries at Notary Nerd University and also the farming community about small business programs. She began her career at the Long Beach Navy Shipyard in purchasing, working her way up to a contract specialist and contracting officer. She's worked extensively in the U.S. across seas and also in Yuma, Arizona, where she received the Certificate of Special Congressional Recognition of Outstanding and Invaluable Service to the Community. Outstanding performance from the Office of Small Business Programs, a Certificate of Appreciation from the U.S. Army Material Command, House Recognition from the Arizona State House of Representatives for Improving the Lives of People, Demonstrating the Power and Resilience of the Human Spirit, a Certificate of Recognition from the Elite Service Disabled Veteran-Owned Network, Certificate of Appreciation from the Chief of Staff of John R. Gingrich, from the Department of Veterans Affairs, Outstanding Performance from DCMA Mentor Protege Program, and many more. She's also achieved a level three contracting certification and received many awards from various military leaders. Georgia currently owns her own business, teaching government contracting, and an instructor for Notary Nerds University. So, Georgia, we are awfully happy to have you with us here, and please say hello to the Brothers Talk family. Hi, Rod and Scott. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm looking forward to an engaging conversation, of course, stimulating conversation. I don't really know what the questions are going to be, but, you know, there's a lot that has to be said about relationships. I'm not an expert at all, but what I see, I know I'm working on myself and we all need to work on our inner selves to be better for other people. So thank you so much for having me today. Terrific. So as we can begin, uh, share a little bit of your personal story and tell us why you started your groups on Facebook. Um, <clears throat> I started the group probably, oh gosh, probably four years ago. And I wanted to really have a format where, um, especially for minorities, where we are uh, uplifting one another and having positive interactions because a lot of times I would see other groups where there's so much arguing and just bickering. It's not necessary, especially at the age that we are. You know, it's like we're all trying to, you know, move into something better. But we can't do that if we're not really allowing us to see what, you know, the other sex is going through. And one of the things I do a lot in the group, I always like to have feedback from the men on, you know, how they're feeling, what they go through you know, what is it that a woman can do to make it better for them? How can we be their peace? And of course, the women's side, what do we go through? And, you know, what kind of supports do we need? So it was more or less, you know, for positive interaction, did not know that I would still be in the group, <laughs> you know, for this load or, you know, having the group. But the interesting thing that a lot of people don't even know is the people who are in the group, they range from Every background, we have attorneys, we have doctors, we even have some authors, some well-known authors. Um, there's even some mothers that have actually lost their sons that we might see, you know, in the media where I have interviewed them. They're also in the group. From that, I was able to develop, what a lot of people don't know, an app. Um, I have an actual app on Amazon Fire TV. And so there are times when I do mental health recovery interviews, you know, and of course, with their permission, it's on the app. So it's just really to empower, uplift, inspire 
And it's just interesting that, you know, we have so many varied backgrounds, but yet the one thing that's still tough for a lot of us is relationships. So I'm glad to be talking about that today. So, Georgette. Yes. What, what was the impetus for you developing or starting this group? Um, it was more or less, um, I think, to really develop relationships, see how we can work together to, you know, move forward together. Um, you know, how can we build a blueprint to make things better, not just in just the relationship, but just even in family dynamics. It's even in just uh, partnerships. And so I think the biggest thing for me was just to see how, you know, people can come together and work towards a common goal to make it better for others who come in behind them. Yeah, but was there anything in particular that motivated you to say, you know what, this is an area that I want to engage people in. There's a need there. So was there anything specific that, you know, motivated you to go into that direction? Um, It would be just... um seeing that there's so many families where you're it's being reared by you know single women so it's like what what's happening here what's happening where we cannot seem to work together so that was pretty much the premise of me getting it started and trying to see how everyone could you know see how we're thinking as women and men and how we can you know come together to you know move forward together so i think that was the premise for it and so, Georgia, you're single, right? Yes. And so, as a single woman here on the Brothers Talk, what do you say to the single people? Like, what have been some of your most interesting observations in your groups and your conversations and amongst your your peers? The interesting thing, it seems as if no one is really listening to the other person. Sometimes, like, people will put their feelings out there and how they're feeling and what they want. But sometimes everybody is thinking, me, 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 me. They're not really listening. I mean, so like, perfect example, when we were talking earlier, like, I think there was a question on, you know, I asked the men, you know, how does it feel to be a Black man in America? And if you recall, that generated so many responses from the men. And it wasn't like, I wasn't expecting that. But from the women point of view, it's like, to see what they're going through, on a day-to-day basis and what they want to come home to, you know, like we all say as women, we're going to give them their peace, but do we really do that? What does that mean for a man? So how can we work with, you know, the significant other to make it better for him and also for us? So I hope that answers the question. (laughs) So are you finding that, that people are taking responsibility, you know, in relationships, it takes two to tangle. Right. And a lot of times there are a lot of thing there's a lot of finger pointing. And usually most of the blame, you know, goes to the male if something goes wrong in in a relationship. <laughs> Do you see where females are or are people taking ownership of their role in the reason that the relationship is kind of faltering? Not all the time. Um, because like you said, I think in a lot of relationships, you know, I won't say it falls on the man, but sometimes it seems like that's where the pink, the finger pointing is, is at the man. And I think as women, you know, we have to look at ourselves and find out what it is that we're doing, you know, in the either demise of the relationship or, you know, making it move forward. So I would say, you know, because I have a females group as well. So, you know, and I notice even when I, I put different 
I guess, uploads of either videos or just little posts, sometimes I could see by the responses, you know, by some of the women that we're not always owning up to the things that we need to work on ourselves to make, you know, something better for someone else. So I think we still have some growing to do. And I would say on both sides, of course, but I think, you know, for women, um, we have to really just look at ourselves from the inside out, see, you know, what are the things that we can work on to be a better person for somebody else? Because a lot of times, I think as women, we look at someone else to make it better for us when we need to be working on ourselves, especially the inside, our hearts, our minds, our spirits, you know? So I think that in, in all honesty, and just from talking from other women, um, I think we do need to, we need to look at ourselves a little bit more. Well, I think that's a great answer because it does exactly what we try to focus on here, which is critically thinking, even when it regards looking internally at ourselves and our activities. So mm-hmm. we did a show about interracial relationships, and we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about this. And specifically, our question was, does uh, a person who purports to be pro-Black. And when we say pro-Black, we don't just mean that they decide to support, but we mean folks who have decided to put themselves out there championing Blackness and Black causes. And whenever their significant other, their spouse then turns out to be from another ethnic group, we ask the question, does that not send a conflicting message? And so we had a whole lot of opinions and, and, and feedback on that. So share what your thoughts are around this topic. <laughs> you know, Rod, if you asked me this 20 years ago, I probably would say, no, you can't be pro-Black if you know, you're not with someone of the same race. But I think, you know, from what I'm seeing and what I, I, I see couples who, you know, who are pro-Black, you know, even a lot of stars, even a lot of people from the past leaders who did merit the race, but they still was active in their communities. They still was active in moving forward, you know, for African-American people. Um, It's kind of like, you know, the question is always, how can you really be pro-Black? Like, what is it about another black person that makes you not want to be with them, you can be with someone else. So I don't, you know, it's kind of like a, I, and I told you, I go back and forth on it, you know, a lot of times, because sometimes you'll see a leader talking about all these pro-black things, but then in, they may not have another black person on their arm. And so sometimes you're wondering like, is, are they really being true to what they're stating? You know, but then if I was to put my own self or interject my own self, and I would say I was always a very pro-black person when it comes to, you know, uplifting our communities. And of course, the blighted neighborhoods, um, if I was to marry out my race, would that mean I'm not a pro-black person? I am still going to be who I am, you know. And so I think to interject my own self into that, that's the only way I can really answer this. Honestly, I would not be any different. I still would be the the firecracker that I am, you know, still marching forward for, you know, our rights, but would that diminish anything? Um, For me, I would say I'm still in the middle. (laughs) That's a hard one. What do you think, Scott? I think that was a good answer. I mean, because we we talk about this a lot and what you said made sense, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat that horse. So have you found in your group that, that people have clear 
in reasonable expectations of what a relationship should be like because we have a situation where there's this pie in the sky idea of what a relationship or a marriage or from TV have told us what it should be like. And at home, you know, watching our parents, it may not be that right. way. And it's different right. for, for everybody. Honestly, and this is come from talking, I have male friends and it seems like everybody's looking for this perfect person that doesn't exist <laughs> and they're not even perfect. I think it's almost like it's a, an illusion. Um, and like you said, I was, you know, raised by two parents who was married 55 years. So, of course, you know, I saw how they interacted and how they got along and, you know, the longevity of the relationship. So, of course, you know, for me, it was it's almost like, wow, you know, you want that. <laughs> I haven't gotten it yet. But, you know, it's almost like you know, what's going on with people? Like, how come, you know, just can't merge together? And so I think just, you know, I don't think people are being realistic on what they want. Some people don't even know what they want. They don't even know who they are, you know? And so it's right. like looking for, and I'm going to give an example. I know a gentleman, he, you know, dates a lot, but he's finds something wrong with everybody. So I don't think he's ever going to find the person he wants because there's something wrong with everybody, you know? So, right. so, when you and that I think it's like it's like a conundrum. People are going in circles and around and around and they're dating this person. They're not even healing a week later. There was somebody else, you know, and it's almost like, how are you going to move forward with somebody if you haven't really healed your own self and the things that, you know, you need to work on? And that's for me. And I was married, you know, once 10 years, but I decided, you know, for myself, is I have to work on my own self or I can be good for anybody else. And I know to work on myself, that means really confronting all my demons, confronting all of the things emotionally, mentally, uh, even physically, the things that I needed to work on to be a better me before I can be better for anyone else. And so I try to be very realistic in that. But I think for other people, I don't think people are really being realistic with it. You know, and I think that's why you have such a high rate of, especially in the, the you know, with black relationships, so many people are being single, you know, and I don't know if it's just because there's a lot more women and not enough men, you know, so, you know, men get to, you know, have their choice. Um, so I think it's just, it's, there's, there's a lot of factors with that. So Jet, a last question before we uh, give you the final word on our topic of black relationships. Okay. Do you believe that as we often hear people say, you can't, choose who you fall in love with. I mean, um, I, I'll be honest. I, I think that's, to me, always that sort of fallback position when folks are looking for an excuse. But what are your thoughts? Do you believe that you can choose who you fall in love with or not? Oh, gosh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I would say maybe you really can't help. I mean, you know, it could be somebody that's really good for you. And maybe someone that you never thought you was going to be with. Um, if you was to... I guess relate this to like say a, a, a black woman dating I guess out of her race is that kind of the premise or is it more or less the type of person they're with? Well, it's just the, that you know as we said we um, obviously know that the divorce rate has never been as high as it has right. since people have started saying you know their choices for marriage have to do more with who they fell in love with rather than who they chose to love. As we know, there were lots of times in distant past, like you said our 
grandparents and great grandparents who had like arranged marriages and uh-huh. marriages of convenience, and they didn't have those high divorce rates. They had a lot of other issues, but it's just, right. just wanted to get your thoughts on it. <sighs> that's I'm telling you, that's a hard one. Um, I, I guess when I'm thinking about different people I interact with, I, I would almost say you maybe can't really help who you fall in love with. Um, but I guess, you know, one of the things that I see in, um, I guess, relationships when going back to, you know, your question, um, you know, but is it the right person? Is it, you know, what are you really falling in love with? Is it the person? Is it, you know, their money? Is it, you know what I'm saying? Their body? I mean, what is it that, that attracts you to that person in the first place? So that's, that's a tough one. <laughs> you guys have some tough questions today. So in, in final, any uh, parting words that you want to share with our Brothers Talk audience about, about relationships and about what you're doing? Um, honestly, you know, I can say I'm not an expert at all in relationships, and, but, you know, I'm always a work in progress for myself, you know, wanting to be in a healthy relationship where, you know, I'm just not going to just be with anyone. You know, you really want to partner with someone, you know, where you both can build together. So I, I appreciate the fact that we did have this discussion with you, Rod, and of course, Scott. Um, this is a topic I think it has to be discussed more because sometimes, you know, we, we always point the finger at someone else, but sometimes we don't look at ourselves and, you know, what is happening in our own lives, you know, that causes us to either be single or in relationships over and over and over again. I think that people are more accountable with how they're dealing with their self, you know, then they can be better for someone else because we all have things we have to work on. We all have things we need to be accountable for. So um, with that being said, I just really appreciate being on the show (laughs) and I can talk a lot, (laughs) Um, but I think this is a, a, a definitely a, a worthy conversation that needs to be discussed um, and probably, you know, not just today, but on a weekly basis, how, how can we improve and how can we work together? Hey, well, thank you, Georgette, for helping All us right. to get this series off the dock. And we hope you'll come back and share more of your info. I sure will. On your groups and more about yes. your businesses as well. You've got an open okay. invitation. And thank you so much. In our positive Black experience of the week, there's a great story in Black Enterprise about introducing Kalina Health, the virtual nutrition coaching platform that offers personalized dietitian services that meet the unique needs of its users. It was founded by Black registered dietitians, Tamara Samuels and Vanessa Risotto, the two accredited Black health professionals who are debunking diet fads with realistic approaches to nutrition that define what healthy eating really means for each person. So that's our positive Black professional experience of the week. Thanks again to all of you for joining us. Remember to join and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you want to share in long form with feedback, suggestions, and questions or show ideas, hit us up at the email, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. That's a wrap for another episode. As always, we appreciate your time and interest and that we'll never take it or you for granted. And until the next time, let's do better today because that's all we really have. God bless. Thank you.